So from your experiences, what would you say, how would you prevent yourself from going through barber burnout at this point in your life? Um, well, I can't speak for everybody else, but I would say for me, at least I have to first acknowledge when it's happening and recognize it before it goes into full effect. And then to wait, wait, that was deep, bro. How, how, how do you recognize it? Welcome to another episode of the Elevated Barbers Podcast. My name is Bradford Kelly. I'm the owner of Another Level of Barber, and I am here with my best barber friend, Delmar. Introduce yourself. What's going on, people? This is Delmar, as known as the Prince. And um, I'm looking forward to this second episode, man. We got some great reviews already on oh, episode one. So, yeah, I think we should, we should go ahead and kick it off and read the comments so i won't read the names but one person stated i really enjoyed this so many great takeaways that were applicable to many career paths y'all don't laugh at how i say applicable i know i talk bad i'm in louisiana you don't talk bad man i don't talk bad no nah, that was good applicable okay. was right yeah i tried to take my time and pronounce it right that's good man <laughs> Sounded like you read hooked on phonics. Or you, <laughs> like you solid. Your baby can read. <laughs> <laughs> but uh the second comment was a big congrats on the podcast. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I am not a barber, but you two provided some great tips on entrepreneurship as a whole. Job well done. By the way, the burnt chicken and chip story was hilarious. <laughs> I thought it was hilarious too, even to this day. Yeah, yeah. Almost it's, twenty it's, years later, it's still funny to both of us. Yeah, every time, every time Delmar tells that story, but that's really good feedback, man, from the YouTube community and from wherever you got those comments from. Was that YouTube as well as IG or what? Um, the first one that I read was on IG. The second one, I'm sorry, the first one was on YouTube. The second one was on IG. All right. Cool, 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 man. And so you guys can tell that we are getting comments um, and you can tell that we actually look at the comments. So when I say we look at the comments, I mean, Delmar. Delmar looks at the comments. <laughs> yeah, all uh, comments I, are welcome. You know, we uh we like your feedback because we need to know yeah. what we can improve upon as well as your takes from each episode. And uh, yeah, I mean, we, we in this community together, so we're open to all comments. Keep it, keep it professional though. No crazy oh, comments. Yeah. yeah, don't get you wild know. in the comment section. Yeah. We don't have to block up. nobody. Mutombo. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Not in my house. <laughs> but no, nah, and and it's just a good representation of the community that we're trying to build. You know, making sure that. We're speaking on topics that are related to barbers, but it's not 
stuck to being a barber you know you can right. be of any industry and any um background and find value in what we provide in regards to some of the to some of the conversations that we have so we're not just speaking to barbers right um but we are barbers and when this is the platform that we use to speak to people about business that are trying to think higher about themselves think higher about their business and just grow you know and remember focus i got it right this time first episode <laughs> i was way over here i got it right this time yeah, man. Everybody it's a hand-eye focused. coordination. <laughs> you getting better with the hey, we need to comment on how this man did leveled up in his whole situation. You got me out here. What you talking about, man? No, you got the boom mic now. You know, he elevated his mic coming in like this. I'm still on this table stand looking at real amateur hour, but it's okay. It's nah, okay. Man, I, I had to go ahead and upgrade because you know this podcast means a lot to me. So um I wanted to invest in it. It means a lot to me too, man. What you trying no, to say? No, not, 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 not saying that I it care. doesn't. I care, people. I care. <laughs> I don't know. Not not saying that you don't, but I didn't like how it sounded on the first episode. And hopefully, you know, this kind of resolved the issue. I'll go back and listen to this episode and make the adjustments uh as needed. But I felt like I was taking orders from McDonald's on the first episode. <laughs> like, all right, welcome to McDonald's. Can I take your order? Like I sound super far back, and I did not like that. Yeah, yeah. No, you you sound good, and you look good, man. And I definitely have Appreciate to upgrade. It. I said vitamin uh, E. You said what? I said That's vitamin, vitamin E. e? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, yeah, you look good, and you you definitely uh you you got your setup nice and tight, and I got to come out of the darkness. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm out here with Bane operating in the <laughs> darkness, man. So, anyways, man, let's get into this episode. Let's talk. I believe that today we are going to talk about a very serious situation that all barbers get into. All barbers get into this industry, and I mean, I remember the excitement that I got when I got my license. I remember the excitement that I had when I got into my first shop. And I remember the excitement that I had during my first week of getting money as a barber mm -hmm. in a very well-established barbershop that allowed me to make some good money on my first week. That's not always normal, but they had a lot of walk-ins. And so I got paid really good. And I was like, okay, okay, I like this. And as time went on, there's this thing that happens to all barbers for some kind of for some reason one way or another but it's called barber burnout it's a real it's a real thing we all yeah. have experienced it we all have experienced it and delmar i want to talk about that i want to see what do you have to say about barber burnout because it's so real um so i know for me and i just um I just recently came out of barber burnout. And if you were new in the barber industry, uh, barber burnout doesn't just happen once. It, it happens quite often, just depending on how, how hard you push yourself. But um, I know when I first got into the industry, I was so determined to, you know, build my clientele and make money. I didn't have a plan B. I didn't have a plan C or D. Like this had to work for me. So with me having that energy, I um man, I would stay in the shop 
10 plus hours a day. Um, I would stay up looking at YouTube videos because I was that dedicated to getting better, perfecting my craft. And um, I remember when I became a shop owner, man, we was uh, we would be in the shop five days a week, eight to 10 hours plus. And, you know, you think 50, 55 hours, uh, that's not too bad. But eventually you keep doing it over time. You're going to get worn out. Your body going to begin to break down. Mentally, you're going to break down because it's just it's a lot. You know, it's more than just. We standing up on our feet, you know, flicking our wrists. Um, you have a lot of conversations throughout the day. So you're using your mental a lot to talk, to think, concentrate on what you're doing, yeah. as well as moving your body, uh, moving your feet. You're putting hours on your feet. Hope y'all take care of your dogs. But man, by dogs, he means your feet. Your feet. But yeah, you uh do you get pedicures? I'm gonna put you on the spot. I mean, I need one. I, right now, I'm looking like Fred <laughs> Flintstone. Come on, man. We don't need the graphics. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look like a chauffeur for Fred Flintstone. So, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, oh I'm, man, your eight. wife probably was like, "Yep." <laughs> <laughs> Listen, people, take care of your feet. Oh. Take care of your feet. It's it's important. It help you have a long career, but nah. I, um, so I, I want to fast forward because I feel like what I'm about to say is important for people to hear. So, um, you said something on the end of last episode, something that we both can relate to, and it is, um, you know, we both for y'all who for those of you who don't know, we both lost our mom to cancer different years, <clears throat> so. I lost my mom last January um, of 2022 to cancer. And mentally, I was, I can say I kind of was in shock, but it didn't hit me at right then in that moment. But, uh, you know, as time went by last year, you know, I still was working. I didn't take a break after she passed. I I went to work uh, like a few days later. And, and kept going and I would push myself. That was my way of me coping with what had just happened. Um, so I was still working, working a lot, started getting busy, just trying to find things to fill up my time. And, uh, you know, I ended up in the hospital in September of last year. So I also have sickle cell. I'm being vulnerable and put myself out there so I also this have is a safe cell. place my brother this is a safe place <laughs> so i appreciate that brad but uh yeah i also have sickle cell and uh for those of you who don't know it's uh it can be very painful at times especially if you're dehydrated uh too cold hot you know just just look it up <clears throat> so i ended up in the hospital because i was under a lot of stress i felt myself getting depressed I got out the hospital, started running hard again. I don't didn't learn my lesson. So uh just recently in April, um, I ended up in the hospital twice just because I'm burning myself out, not getting enough sleep. Um, I gotta put the fingers up, not getting enough sleep for one. 
Make sure you um, bring your hand up enough so we can see that it's not the middle finger. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank, thanks for that eye. Yeah. <laughs> but not getting enough sleep for one. Two, uh, my diet was bad. I was working out, but, you know, when you work out, you still have to have a pretty decent diet. Yeah. And then three, just um, just mentally was, you know, dealing with a lot. And those things can burn you out. And um, so I ended up in the emergency room twice. Had to stay in the hospital for a couple of days. And when I got out, it was kind of eye-opening to me what needed to be done. I needed to make some changes because, you know, if I keep burning myself out, keep trying to chase money, and, you know, by all means, we all need money. None of us here are, are rich. I don't, I don't believe. Maybe Brad is, but. No, no, I haven't made it yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying, though. Yeah, <laughs> man, we all are trying to get financial yeah. freedom, not rich. Yeah, that's what I want is freedom. Yeah, but, uh, of course, you know, in doing that, you know, as barbers, we feel like we have to burn ourselves out. We put in a lot of man hours chasing a dollar. And then now I'm to the point where I'm trying to be creative and think of ways where I can make money not having to put in a lot of man hours, you know, behind the chair, um, you know, putting my body through what it goes through every day, you know. But, I mean, burnout is real. Yeah. You can burn out mentally. You could burn out physically. You could burn out emotionally. And, of course, when you burn out, you can't perform at your best. So, I said all that to say and stress how important it is to take care of <clears throat> your body, how important it is to take care of your mind. Um, of course, take care of your feet if you stand up all day. <laughs> but it's yeah. important, man. Like, you know, get out, take a weekend off. Don't be afraid to miss money. Take a weekend off. You know, you can do something in town. You can go out of town. But just to prioritize time for yourself. You know, that's very vital to every human being. You have to learn to prioritize, you know, some time for yourself because if not, you end up burnt out, you end up depressed, you can end up in the hospital because of stress levels. So, I mean, people be smart, you know, get your money, but at the same time, also prioritize your health too, health over yeah. wealth. And another angle health over wealth is is a major um, statement because it's so true but another angle to barber burnout is something that i was able to experience and it's where you where you really just want to give up barbering you want to do something else because it's not meeting the needs that you have <clears throat> and back in i mean the first time i felt barber burnout was i want to say it was in 2010 so I have been in the industry uh, since 2007, uh, but I, I, you know, got in the industry and I was working hard and it's amazing how life outside of barbering can impact how you actually conduct yourself in your business. Yeah. And some things have shifted in my life at the end of 2009 that made me kind of just question my whole situation like everything was i was i was like judging everything like okay well who am i what am i you know how do i move on from this point and i remember i was in i was in uh 
in the industry and cutting. And it just felt like I didn't even want to be there no more. Like every day was just a drag just to be there. Yeah. And I remember kind of thinking to myself, I was just like, you know what? I probably need to, cause I wasn't making, I was making good money, but for the bills and stuff that I had, it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it just always felt like I was trying to catch up like all the time. Mm-hmm. And I started to focus on trying to make like money other ways. I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to probably need to go back to school. I probably need to uh, get a second job. I had new people that was barbers that was working at FedEx or working at UPS overnight. And I was thinking I needed to do all of that. And I was in that state, I would say, man, for about a good year of the year of just kind of like dragging along where mm-hmm. you come to work and you you played a part, but really in your heart, it's not, you're not there. No. And uh, it just became, I just became stuck. That's all I could say. Um, so what was your way that you got out of your bar- barber burnout? Cause for me, and like you said, it doesn't just happen once. Like it happens as you grow. It's like a plateau that you all we all hit where mm-hmm. what we were doing before doesn't matter anymore. Let's right. that's just it's I mean it's it's you don't really want to say it like that, right? But it's 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 kind of the truth where yeah. it's like what got you to this point is old news. And right. even though you're doing the same things that got you to this point, you can feel you got to level up. You feel it, but you don't know what it is. You don't know what to do. And so I had gotten to that point. And then that's when I started to uh, take a look at business. Mm-hmm. And I started to like see what I was doing was not just about being a barber. And I had mm-hmm. to kind of like expose my brain to information that even didn't have anything to do with barber. And that was the first time that I, I realized that the education that I had acquired up until that point was all forced. Like mm-hmm. school was forced on me, you know, like going to high school, even barber college. I had to learn things that I didn't really want to know. But I had exhausted the information that I had learned because I had applied it all. Right. And I wasn't learning nothing new. Like I was just living life. Yeah. And I at that point, I think it was like in 2010, I started to realize I was like, oh, I have to bring in new information into my mind. Like I have to start learning other things so that I can have something to aspire towards. Because if not, I'm going to be living in this mundane circle. Just mm-hmm. go to work, cut heads, go home, go to sleep, wake up, do it all again. And there was no shift there's no break and thankfully i had i have a relationship with church right where mm-hmm. i can go to and get like some spiritual relief but right. that's still if you're not if everybody kind of goes to church or has something that they do right. but it takes to me it takes more than just the just a hobby to kind of get you out of barber burnout you really have to be growing yeah. in something Right. Thankfully for me, it was church and I had something to grow in outside of barbering. But. Man, like I remember that feeling so clear, 
is so clear because I've I've experienced it multiple times, but the burnout was a lot less once I realized that's where I was at. I was like, oh man, I'm burnt out again. Mm-hmm. And I got I had to refresh my mind and and apply new things into my mind so that I could learn and grow. And what what but what was it for you if you could remember? And this just happened recently, but what was it for you that kind of helped you get out of barber burnout? Man, so with this recent barber burnout, um, man, I was I was in a funk for about six, seven months. And then um one day I just decided, hey, look, I need a trip. We're going out of town for the weekend. But it was more than just it wasn't just about me leaving and going to another state to go enjoy myself. It was really just to take my mind off of everything and kind of reach your focus, kind of hit the reset button. And, you know, I care about, I definitely care about my career. I definitely care about the business. I care about the work that I do, but had to, I had to realize that, you know, there's other things that are, more important and you know for me that's that's church also and um you know you that's that's always been important to me but sometimes you can um you know you just get caught up in your career get caught up in being an entrepreneur and then you start to slip behind on some of the things that are important to you so i just had to kind of reshift focus and realize okay this is priority number one ain't no more second fiddle you know third this is probably number one. Yeah. Everything else falls in line behind that. And so, you know, in doing that, I feel relieved. I feel a lot better because I know where my main focus is. But that's not to say that I can't still focus on my business, too. It's, it's really about having a work-life balance. And um, I'm le- it's still, still learning how to do that. I'm not saying that I've perfected it. I'm not nowhere near close yeah. to mastering that but it's something that um dedicating time to learn how to do is to manage my work-life balance because it's that's important you can't be too much one way you can't be too much the other way because you'll get burnt out on either or on either or yeah one thing that i've learned just going through some of the business club coaching that i go through is they talk about how at the end of the day it's always about you mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Like you can't really manage time. You have to manage yourself within the constructs of time, right? Mm-hmm. It's not about managing money. You have to manage yourself and your desires and what you're willing to use money for. It's not about balancing out uh, work and life specifically. It's really managing yourself and how you put, like you said, priorities. Where do you put your priorities? Because wherever you put your priorities, that's exactly where you're going to put your time, your money, Mm -hmm. your energy, your mental space, like all of that is going to go there. And so if you don't have your priorities right for you in your life, then you will definitely eventually burn yourself out because you won't understand the rhythm of your life. And some things change, you know, like I said, based on life outside of barbering, that might shift priorities in regards to what's real, Mm -hmm. what's what makes what takes priority. Or what needs more of your time, more of your energy, more of your mind, because you're in a state in life outside of barbering. Like, ain't got nothing to do with you going to work. It has everything that happens outside of work, right? Mm -hmm. And you got to commit these eight to 10 hours a day, depending on what your schedule is, to barbering. But then after that, 
you got this other stuff you got to take care of, you know, and I take a look at my life. And in 2014, like my whole life changed, right? Like I have finally recovered from the barber burnout of, <laughs> of before mm -hmm. where I just felt like I needed to learn new things. And I started to kind of like adventure myself into business. And I started to be like, oh, you know, cool, whatever. And then I got married. And when I got married, I also got the responsibility of taking care of my aunt. And mm. my aunt is my aunt, not my wife's aunt, my aunt. Mm. But in that state, in, in that same time period, my aunt had went through a a situation where uh, she she her dementia started to show up and it caused her to get evicted. And um, I had to step in to almost be a tear cake, a, a caretaker for her. And I'm not like ready for that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I wasn't yeah. mentally prepared for that. I was about to live in like honeymoon life. Like I'm I'm going off and just being happy, being married. Mm -hmm. And then I got this, this big old responsibility put on me. And so here I am. I'm, you know, I'm cutting hair and and going to work and thinking, how in the world do I like I'm thinking, okay, my aunt, she's at a hotel right now because we haven't got her a new place to stay. You know, like where, how am I going to take care of that? And I've got to spend eight to 10 hours here, but at the drop of a hat, if something go down, I got to leave. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, all of this stuff was on my mind, like for a while. And eventually it hits barbering where I'm looking at my life and I'm like, I don't make enough. And typically mm -hmm. barber burnout comes from not making enough money for what the, for the life you're living mm -hmm. typically. Um, sometimes it could be energy based, but at the end of the day, it's almost like you're not making enough money for the energy you putting out right. or, you know what I mean? It's like, it, it typically comes in, in the form of how much am I getting paid from the time that I'm, I'm putting in and it don't feel right. Like I'm burnt out. Like I, I can't, I can't take more of this. You get frustrated. Yeah. You get frustrated and you feel like people don't appreciate you. <laughs> you scared to raise your prices because you don't want to go up and lose people because mm -hmm. you need every bursa that's coming but at the same point in time you not you don't feel appreciated you don't mm -hmm. feel satisfied with the amount you're making because of the life you're living outside of barbering mm -hmm. and it it can really start to frustrate you but all those different things that like you were saying D that can impact you as a person if you're not careful and you don't have your priorities straight then you will you'll suffer burnout mm -hmm. it's inevitable it's inevitable to fight burnout if your priorities are not straight because your values will be in the wrong place but your life will be telling you something different and therefore it doesn't compute and therefore you're frustrated you'll yep. be frustrated yep. and then you start taking it out on you know the people around you yeah just because it's not even nothing that they're doing it's just you know you're dealing with your own frustrations but it's coming out the wrong way yeah. So from your experiences, what would you say? How would you prevent yourself from going through barber burnout at this point in your life? Um, well, I can't speak for everybody else, but I would say for me, at least I have to first acknowledge when it's happening 
and recognize it before it goes into full effect and then to wait wait that was deep bro how 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 do you recognize it i i would say that you just have to be self-aware i mean after going through it so many times you kind of start to learn your patterns you start to learn you know your mood when you're getting this way when you're leading it to burnout and like i said that's self-awareness above everything but what are what are you saying you got to be aware to because it's one thing to say personal awareness or self-awareness but you're i can feel that you're specifically speaking about something but for the viewers like when you say man you got to be self-aware what is in your brain when you're saying that like what are they paying attention to okay so for me when i get burnt out i notice it starts to take <clears throat> it starts to take effect in the way i'm fading um like your blends yeah so really? like for to to the customer's eye it may look fine but me i'm so specific about my work that i can tell when i'm okay i'm getting into burnout mode this ain't cool and I'll, I'm going to come back to that later because something always happens when I'm going into burnout and then when I come out of it. So I can tell that the quality of my work is not up to my standards. And I say my standards because, you know, my clients, they they look at the they don't even have to look at the mirror anymore. They just know, hey, look, Prince D, he going to do his thing. But for me, I know the look and feel of what I'm going for and it doesn't come out right to me if that makes sense yeah that makes sense um to my mood when i show up to work now i'm i'm always a wash my face kind of guy but man, if you <laughs> you're dealing with something it's still on the the forefront of your mind but now you're just trying to mask it because you're not trying to display that to you know your clients you're not trying to display that to the people around you so what I have to do is now that I recognize it, I sit back and I analyze what's going on and I try to make adjustments, which is maybe taking a break, maybe, you know, taking some time to rest on my off day. Cause you and I both know on Mondays we do not rest. Yeah. Is <laughs> Monday is not an off day. Sunday is not an off day. Like we're doing Sunday. so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, it's 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 our lifestyle, so you know, you just kind of adapt. You know, you you adapt and not complain, so you make adjustments. And um, you know, I just try to do things that have put me in a better mindset. For me, it's you know, listening to uh, podcasts or you know, going to the gym and working out. Something to help relieve what I'm dealing with on the inside. You know. Yeah. Sometimes me and you chop it up. I I know, yeah. you know, we got a lot closer during this pandemic. Before that, it had been, you know, maybe a couple of years, a couple of months before we had talked. But, you know, you got married. I got married. We both got busy. You was just living a grown life and left your big brother alone, man. No, that's not. That's what, hap that's what be if, happening when, when people young people not, grow up. Look, they grow up and they just forget about who, who was around, like who was there. Look, Listen you know what me. I mean? They want to spread their wings. They want to fly. That, and that ain't true. Just leave the nest completely and that, forget everybody that was in the nest with them. That ain't you true. Know? My lord, that's, uh, that's that's what the I, young I've kids been say. To get back in contact with him, man. Uh, what, what the young kid? What the young kids say? That's cap. 
<laughs> nah, I'm just messing with you, man. Nah, it's uh, you know, I just I always try to put myself in the mood to do better. Put myself in the mindset, I should say, not the mood. Yeah. But I always put myself in the mindset to do and be better. So when I come out of the burnout, man, it's like my skills go to a whole nother level. My brain is sharper. Like when I just came off this trip um, to Austin, man, my my brain was sharper. You know, I, I feel yeah. better. It's like I needed that. You know, I hadn't yeah. gone anywhere or done anything for myself in like two years, bro. Like, so, yeah. you know, with all that piling up, you can you can tell how your mental begins to break down and that's not good for you or the people around you yeah yeah it's not i think for me the way that i prepare myself on a almost on a daily basis um or it's just an approach of life at this point to keep because i understand where i get barber burnout at Mm -hmm. and that's when i don't have new information coming in like if i am operating and moving simply off of old information i'm already knowing like ah i'm about to burn out soon because i don't have nothing new to do you get tired of the same old i get tired of the same old and you know man like barbering itself it is the same old like Mm -hmm. you're not especially if you got a lot of return returning clientele which i do it's the same old like the only things that's different is the is the conversations that you may have throughout the weeks and days but the activity is the same like you're cutting the same type of heads the blends are are the same the like everything starts to kind of move in the same circle and so for me i have to outside of barbering learn how can i be growing as a person Mm -hmm. self-development i mean it's like a trend now like everybody's talking about personal development but i've been doing this you know what i mean i've been doing personal development mental development thinking about how can i get to another level of barbering how can i get to another level as bradford you know like how can i get to another level in my life how can i get to another level in so many aspects because I realized back in 2010, 2012, like around that time, that first time I got Barbara Burnout, I had realized, I was like, man, I, I don't have nothing new going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Nothing it is all the same thing. So keeping, for me, keeping things fresh in your life or really trying to always learn. Oh, man, I remember I went to this one hair class when I was first trying to learn how to do men's hair replacements. And this guy, I'm not going to drop no names because I don't want to be like name dropping everybody. (laughs) But I went to this class and I remember this guy, he was saying, I think that we should make it mandatory that all barbers have continued education for them to keep going, for them to keep their license. They need to have continued education. I was in that class like, man, if you don't shut up, (laughs) like, no, no. No, because <laughs> I'm thinking like I was done with school. That's how my mindset was, was when, when I got into barber, barbering, I was done with school. Like, I was like, come on, man, don't be trying to force me to learn something. Right. Um, But now, man, I'm not going to say I'm for the mandatory because everybody's not mature enough to appreciate education. Right. And therefore to force them into that 
I think is a disservice to them as well as a disservice to whoever's doing the teaching, because anytime you teach, you really want people to find value in what you're teaching them. It's also a disservice to your clients, too. What you mean? Well, my clients tell me all the time that, um, man, they appreciate the effort that um, I put into this craft. They appreciate they see that I'm always trying oh. to learn. They see that I'm always on to something new. They see that I'm always trying to level up, trying to yeah. elevate. And, uh, you know, I appreciate that feedback because it lets me know that my clients are paying attention to yeah. what I'm doing. And they're just as in, just as invested in me as I am in them because I'm investing in my career. Yeah, you invested in yourself and where you in your business. You you you're doing what a lot of people wish they would do mm -hmm. in their life. And sometimes your clients will live vicariously through you. Like they will champion your growth mm -hmm. because they want to see some, somebody in their life succeed. So they'll, they'll root for you. Right. Um, but yeah, man. So for me, it's about bringing new things into your life and, and always challenging yourself to grow. Like I wouldn't say that as a to keep your license, we need to make it mandatory. But for you as an individual, if you are feeling burnt out in whatever industry you're in, if you feel like it's you're not feeling that that early drive that you used to have, that that unction to get up and wake up and go do what you do, mm -hmm. when you get to that space. That's that's how I recognize burnout is when I'm waking up and it's like I, I'm not feeling this routine right. <laughs> that I got going. Then it's like, OK, I need to add some value in my life somewhere else to make what I do on a daily basis more valuable. And that's what has kind of helped me. That's good, man. So what would you um speak to the the young barbers what would you what advice would you give them to avoid the burnout i mean to be honest it's, it's going to happen but what are some things you can do as far as preventive maintenance to try to avoid the barber burnout uh for me i would separate my personal life from barbering and understand that you have a business Right. Like barbering is a business by just simply with the fact that you have your license, you are now an entrepreneur just by default. You, there's no questions asked about that. You don't have to take a class to understand that. Just the simple fact that you have a license, you receive payment in a form of a 1099. According to the IRS, you're not uh, an employee. You are an independent contractor, like just by default. So when you realize that, then outside of the labor of your job you have to in my opinion to avoid barber burnout you have to go into your personal life you got your barbering over here and what you do as a business owner and what you do as an entrepreneur and you have your personal life you have to develop your personal life mm -hmm. you have to develop your personal life in some way your mind you have to develop your uh, ability to process information, your ability to think creatively, your ability to, and some of that personal development might apply to your, your business. 
It really mm -hmm. might. It might be you taking a class on a new service. It might be you taking a class on marketing. It might be you taking a class on understanding business more. It might be you taking a class from another barber in the industry that you respect and you're willing to invest in yourself enough to put new information in your mind so that you could achieve more. That's mm -hmm. the whole, I think, biggest fight against burnout is your ability to expand the ways in which you can achieve more. Because if you are being successful in life as a general, in general, and you can maintain your happiness, then to me, that's what success is. Because you can be trying to achieve so much that you burn out. Mm -hmm. But are you trying to achieve things that actually cause peace to be brought into your life? Are you trying to achieve more when it comes to um, your life being more stable? And if you're not, and you're just always chasing money like Delmar was talking about earlier, then you are going to suffer burnout even more because you're going to spread yourself thin. But if you can separate those two things and then learn how to really provide value to who you are as an individual, mm -hmm. then I think you can avoid barber burnout or it won't impact you as hard. Yep. Uh, to, to piggyback off of what you said, it made me think about how, um, everybody now is chase the bag chase the bag where i'm at now at this stage in my personal life as well as my career i'm all about trying to attain knowledge so that i don't have to burn myself out trying to chase a bag yeah yeah and what's crazy when you say that man you had unfortunately this is the unfortunate side of barbering is you have to be able to grow into having the option to do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like when you first are starting out, unfortunately, you do have to dedicate time. Mm -hmm. You have to just like suck it up because for you to build a clientele and free. And this is only if you really want to be self-sufficient as a barber. Mm -hmm. Some people don't want to be self-sufficient as a barber. They don't mind. They feel like they're comfortable working two jobs, working you know, 20 hours a week because I'm they split their time between barbering doing 12 hours and then they go into another job or doing Uber or DoorDash on the side and they they willing to do that and they're not willing to commit to the life of being a barber so that they can actually live off the life of being a barber. Mm -hmm. And and so you 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 do have to dedicate yourself in this industry to be able to have the options of choosing the hours that you want to have yep. the options of taking time off without feeling like the world is going to crash on you with to have the option to simply say, you know what? I'm going to take this day off. <laughs> like I'm going to take this day off and take my, me and my wife is going to go out. Me and my uh, spouse is going to go out, whatever you do have to grow into that. It's yeah. not something that you can do right off the bat. You still trying to, and you just don't want to come to work or you taking off early all of this stuff that's you just you 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 gonna burn out simply because you're gonna be broke simply yeah. because you broke because you're not you're not able to live the life of being a barber because you never gave the quality amount of life to being a barber you didn't do it right yep and um so <laughs> getting into this career i uh i wasn't making enough money so um 
you know, of course I wanted to hustle, but I also had real bills. So I worked an overnight job at Walmart stocking shelves. My shift was 10, 8, 10 p.m. to 7 a.m. So there were times where I would get off at 7 a.m., go home, shower, eat breakfast, go straight to the shop, and we'd work from 9 till about 8, you know, basically my whole day gone. But I didn't have to do that long. I knew that, okay, going into this, I don't want to continue to work two jobs. I witnessed my dad do that for 20 plus years. That's not the life I wanted for myself. Yeah. I didn't want to have to work two jobs. So I put in the work. I hustled. And, you know, there was times where I wouldn't cut nobody at the shop. I would leave the shop, go pass out cards. Or I would get around the other barbers while they had somebody in their chair and learn, you know, from them. It might be, you know, what type of cut they're doing. It might be, you know, customer service or whatever. But I was always soaking up knowledge. I was always putting in the grind because I didn't no longer want to work two jobs longer than I had to. So when I finally got to the point where the every week consistently I was making the same thing I was making every two weeks from my overnight job, oh, that's a wrap. I'm I'm done. Like, I got it from here. Yeah. So I just, you know, once I became a full-time barber, because there's no such thing as a part-time barber. I learned this from... Um, the guy who first shop I was in, uh, Mr. Holmes, um, he's told me that the best ab- uh, the best ability is availability. And a lot of these new barbers are getting into the industry now. They don't want to be available. They want to come to work whenever they want to come to work. They want to leave whenever they want to leave. Um, nobody want to take walk-ins anymore. And that's all things that we did getting into the industry until we got to the point where, hey, look, I'm appointment only now because I have the demand to do so. It wasn't yeah. just because I wanted to. I had the demand to do so. And, you know, we had the flexibility to the flexibility to create our own schedule. Whereas you had the demand to do so. You had the demand to do so. <laughs> so all of this is, you know, basically what I'm saying is uh, barbers get into the game and they want to do what the 10 year, 15 year vets have been doing for forever not realizing not realizing the amount of work they had to go into them creating this career path for me to be able to work strictly off of a booking site to have my own hours to be able to charge what i charge to be able to do the services i do is because i grinded out 12 plus hours you know almost every day or you know not saying that you have to do that but you know for me it was 10 to 12 hours a day cutting you know, 20 plus hairs a day, um, you know, trying different services, uh, taking walk-ins, staying late, coming in early. Yeah. You know, I I did all those things and it led to me being able to do what I'm doing now, which is now my, my schedule is Tuesday through Friday, nine to five. I have a one hour lunch every day and I work seven to 12 on Saturdays. And I have the option, if I want to, to take after hours. But now that I'm a family man, 5 o'clock hit, man, I'm gone. <laughs> but, you know, but I have the option now because I put in the man hours to be able to do what I'm doing now. Yeah. Yeah, man, you got you to gotta be able to grow. And when you were saying that, I was just like, man, that's crazy. Like, 
some people feel like they're experiencing burnout, but they not. They just lazy. They lazy. They just lazy. Like you're not experiencing burnout. You just don't want to work. Like Man, look, you you gotta work to burn out. Yeah, you gotta you gotta qualify for burnout. Yeah, like even qualify. when you lifting weights, man, you gotta put in some work before your muscles give out. Like yeah, you know what I mean. But they just be like they looking around and looking at the industry and looking at the highlight reels, like you were speaking about last episode, and saying, "Man, you know what? I don't want to be working seven days a week. I'm out here trying to. I, I got stuff I gotta do. Like no, man, you got a business to build. Yep. You know what I mean? I keep I keep I keep hearing you say use the word career." I just want to say, I'm, I keep saying in my mind, stop saying that. Yeah, you're right. Stop saying you're that. You're right. Because we don't, we we literally, unfortunately, don't have a career. Careers come with pay time off. Yeah, Period, no, we don't career, yeah, we don't get we don't that. Get careers that. come with you being able to um, have benefits, you know, yeah. health insurance, like given to you. It just comes with the job. It's like, hey, yeah, no, what's my that. benefits? You don't get that, man. And so I got a whole spiel on that, though. That's, that's, that's that's oh, yeah. it but the it's it's the it's the mental approach that a lot of barbers come into is thinking that this is a career because they're using the word career as a a choice or a direction like i'm going with right. barbering and they're using career in that in that space but really a career is a term used for employees of a company and that's not what you are unless you are literally an employee of a company and you working in a supercuts or right. something of that nature then you could probably try it, but you're going to burn out in that because you ain't, you ain't going to get your money's worth. If no, you I've that done part. that. I know yeah, that firsthand. I've yeah. done that. You're going to be cutting heads and they're going to be paying you $13, $14 an hour, charging $20-something a cut, and you feel like you're cool until you realize, like, hey, like, if if I made this money, I make double or triple the amount that I would make based on what I'm getting paid per hour. That's bro. It's, short, that's short, short story, right? Quick, man. So my first job uh, in the barber industry, I worked at Smart Styles in Walmart. For those of you who don't know what Smart Styles is, is like a supercut. It's like a supercut. Okay. Bro, I was getting paid like twelve fifty an hour, and then I had to. They was forcing me to sell products, and you know to do certain services. So I didn't have the option to turn people down. I had to take what I can get because that's how I made my money. So I was yeah. doing services I didn't want to do. I was doing color services. I was doing roller sets. Man, I was doing everything oh, yeah. stuff that I didn't want to do. <laughs> and then when I got my check, I'm like, oh, yeah, my check should be decent. This we got, you know, I got it in. When I get my check and, okay, let's just use simple numbers. If I made $1,000, I brought home probably three fifty. Yep. Because you had to pay commission. The commission was like 60-40 split. 40 my way 60 for the company um and then two you got to pay uncle sam they need their cut yeah and then if you got benefits that's coming out too so i'm looking at man i just made this company a thousand dollars and i get 350 dollars. no way no way no way so no way. yeah don't do that but yeah, don't do that unless you're in that space and you're going in that space understanding the the trade-off and you're going there trying to learn value. If you're mm -hmm. trying to go in there and learn services, because that's one of the benefits of those mm -hmm. spaces is that they mandatorily teach you skills. Yep. And if you are just in strictly in a typical barbershop or a typical salon and you have to fend for yourself right out the gate, 
it's a hard industry to grow in because a lot of people, unfortunately, is a dog eat dog world and you got a survival. It's like survival of the fittest when you get into a, a when you get into this space. And if you don't get into a good shop or get into a good salon, you're going to have to learn on your own. You know what I'm saying? You're going to have to learn. You're going to have to like sit there and watch people. And if they nice enough, they'll teach you what they're doing. But if they not and they trying to get their space, then you're going to be kind of left to YouTube to figure it out. And YouTube University, although it's <laughs> it's good, you really ain't getting no no. You you'll you'll never really know until you do. And even yeah. when you do from YouTube, you can't really ask the questions you need to achieve what you saw on YouTube. You can't. Right. It's it's almost impossible. So it's it's you in an in a expedited version of uh do it yourself world it's like you're still yep. doing it yourself but you're in like a faster paced do it yourself program because you have a, like a small example on youtube um, but some people learn like that that's not my my strength but that's how i learned yeah i i uh man victor barber you know oh, that's you, my classmate yep victor barber victor moon that's yeah. who i was learning from on youtube and then later on came uh captain smash but Vic Damone was the first person that I uh, watched on YouTube, man. Was and he in San Jose or, or he was in San Jose or something? Nah, he like was that? in SF. Okay, he was in SF. Okay. Yeah, we, man, Vic Damone. I saw him at a at a barber convention not recently. Uh, I mean, not too long ago, like maybe last year. And okay. he's doing good, man. He's doing yeah. good. But he, he, man, I, I could hear it in his throat. He, he was experiencing barber burnout for sure. Oh yeah. He was, he was done. He was pop locking somewhere else trying to do. <laughs> he was shot of that. <laughs> I was like, oh man, you gave up. He was just like, it's just not for me anymore. Yeah. Um, he still barbers, but it's just not in his heart no more. He, he don't even promote it no more. Yeah, like he, he's, he's done. So. Hey, and you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Sometimes right. you outgrow, you know, yeah. the industry that you're in. Um, and sometimes you it's not about outgrowing the industry, it's that you your desires change, yeah. you know. And sometimes people's desires change, and there's nothing wrong with that either. So just because you experience barber burnout, it might be a sign of doing something new. Um, but if your heart is in barbering and this is your uh business. This is what you want to make money off of when you do experience barber burnout. Hopefully this episode was an episode in which you got some very, very good tips. And even if you're in a different industry and you have realized like, man, like I, I get burnt out and I'm I'm working at a nurse. I'm a, I'm, I'm a nurse <laughs> or, mm -hmm. you know, I'm at an accounting firm and I'm feeling burnt out. Hopefully we gave you some uh, information today from our own experiences that have benefited you and uh, encourage you to kind of add more information to your life so that you can grow or uh, being able to just learn how to get your priorities in order so that you can not be burnt out because you're putting too much value in something that doesn't add value to your life. Mm -hmm. So Delmar, I think we're here at a close, my friend. And what are some last words that you would like to send off to the viewers? I would just say, uh, you know, to sum up this episode, you know, make sure you're one taking care of yourself and then two uh, to avoid burnout. Like Brad said, you know, make sure you're putting value into something that, you know, adds value to you. You know, that's the uh, the ultimate thing. A lot of times we can place value in something that 
absolutely guarantees us no value. It doesn't make us better. It doesn't give us information, but we spend so much time doing it. And then we realize before it's too late that, man, this, this not even adding to me. Like, why am I even doing this? So, you know, just, um, I would say, you know, take care of yourself yeah. and take care of your feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Take care of your feet. I am a person that does get pedicures on, a, I think on a monthly basis typically. So yeah, dogs is important. Shoes is important. And at the end of the day, your time and your energy is important. And the things that you have in life outside of barbering is even more so important. So barbering should not be your end all be all your whole life. It's what you do to provide for your life. And I think that today's episode has elevated us. And I feel like an elevated barber personally, just by listening to your, uh, your commentary and having this discussion and kind of, uh, we got a little vulnerable here and we got a little open. And so hopefully everybody can connect with that because as we elevate, we expect you to elevate with us and it's always time to level up. So have a good one. It's the Prince. I'm out. Stop recording, man. (laughs) I'm trying to find the button. (laughs) There we go.